Hey, what's going on, everybody? Mike Mel here, February 13th. Um, just want to cover uh, an article I wrote, uh, I think it was uh, maybe a week or two ago. Um, it was comparing the worst periods of you know, the typical buy and hold equity index um, versus the you know multi-asset uh, diversified trend following stop. Um, for that, I used the BTOP50. Um, you know, we're only limited to going back to 1987. We could go back further, but there'll be more hypothetical, um, track records, um, since firms don't, uh, you know, go back a hundred, you know, 200 years. But, so we're just gonna have to make do with this. Um, and it also, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think it proves the point of what I'm gonna make. Um, and it also kind of works in the, um, in this case, the S&P's favor because it doesn't include periods like the, uh, you know, obviously the uh, post-depression, the 70s, uh, 60s as well. Um, very long and deep drawdowns that, um, you know, uh, on the chart don't look, don't look very great um, for those indexes. As we get further away, they're kind of hard to see. Um, and, you know, people forget, you know, people die and move on. So they don't, they don't know those days. They don't remember them. They don't think they're relevant anymore. But anyway, here we go. Um, you know, uh, obviously it's been no secret that, you know, diversified trend followings had a rough go of it past five, 10 years. And, um, you know, I think this is a, uh, I think it's a good lesson into the limit the limits of back tests and, and just other, you know, looking at other, uh, traders who have been around for, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, it's just not enough data. A lot of times, you know, we need that hundred, 200, 300 plus, you know, even more, you know, and hopefully one day we'll have like thousands of years worth of data and we could see like, Oh, you know, five, 10 years as we've been in now, isn't that big of a deal. You don't even see it on, on the, um, on the hypothetical investment chart, you know, it just looks like a little blip, doesn't look like anything, but when you're in it, obviously it hurts really bad, it feels like forever, you know, it's a lot of days in a row that you're sitting there waiting for things to improve, and then they don't, um, you know, and, you know, I just want to go out and say that, uh, I think, I think trend following, you know, has this has this weird standard to it. I don't, I'm not sure why. Um, but if you go into the post, I can't show you the charts here, but if you go into the post, um, you can see the charts, you know, comparing the drawdowns and, you know, I know it's only since 87 and, um, and all that, but, uh, the trend following drawdowns, you know, just pale in comparison, both in size and length, um, to the S&P in this case. And, and S&P in this case, um, you know, what everyone, you know, a lot of the buy and hold crowd likes to use as their proxy, you know, it seems like it, they have an ever receding uh, index to use to prove their point, which is just buy and hold, you know, don't, don't bother doing anything else. You know, it always goes up over time. So, you know, just keep doing that. And, you know, guys will bring up Japan, or what about that? What about Europe? You know, and, and maybe at one point they were using those to prove their buy and hold point too. Um, and, you know, push that agenda. But, 
Uh, it's only a matter of time. You know, we just haven't had one lately, maybe for the S&P, for it to go through, you know, the 20, 25-year-plus period um, <clears throat> uh, for uh, for that to experience, like, a, a deep drawdown and a very long drawdown. You know, obviously, Japan, we know that. Um, it's been a drawdown since the 80s. Uh, Europe as well, there's there's... You know, some indexes there that just haven't done anything, you know, haven't recovered since 09. You know, Italy comes to, comes to mind. And, uh, you know, it's a big economy, a big deal. You know, w- will it only be a matter of time before it happens here again? You know, probably, because it's already happened here. It's just happened a long time ago. And, you know, that's almost forgiven. Like, oh, we don't look back that far. It doesn't count. But those are the old days. Those are Those are unsophisticated markets. That doesn't happen anymore. Okay, we'll see. But anyway, um, uh, I feel that the, um, yeah, you know, the standards for trend following, and, and what I really believe is that, you know, the trend following has has created a new standard for investing. Like, I feel that, you know, the guys who cooked this up many, many years ago were motivi- motivated by, you know, I think just creating a better product for themselves. And, you know, for their friends, family, and then create a business out of it. Um, you know, they think they saw, especially during that time, they saw the limits to buy and hold. You know, in the 60s, 70s, you know, stocks weren't doing well. You know, they weren't going really anywhere. They are going, they were sloshing around for 20 years, um, not making new highs, just kind of in a stuck pattern. And then people... Uh, like the trend following guys just got you know got their ideas and say oh man what what, what can we do to like get better than this because this is this is awful you know and that's when they went into you know I think uh, uh, the commodity markets other 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 markets you know bonds and currencies not just being stuck in stocks all the time and you know lately you would have liked that you would have liked to have been stuck in all stocks diversification hasn't really helped in the past uh, you know five ten years but. Um, but these are all, you know, cycles, um, you know, we think that we can, you know, improve upon the, you know, I know we're, we know we're going to have bad periods, but we're trying to have less bad periods and not as, um, you know, in terms of a drawdown size, not trying to have them as big or be in them as long as, um, in, in, uh, in, uh, index funds. So, you know, that, that's what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, if you go into the post, I show, show a couple of, um, a couple of charts. I normalize the volatility to the S&P's, um, annual standard deviation and just show a hypothetical, you know, investment from, you know, the, the B top 50s, um, inception, which is 1987 through today. And, um, and below that, I have just, you know, simple, simple, uh, statistics, the annual return, volatility, the worst loss, return to, return to volatility and the return to max loss. So just rattle off these for a sec, you know, um, you know, so the B top 50s produced about 10 and a quarter return over the such time while the S&P has done 7.9. Uh, annual volatility for the, for the B top has been 14 and a half versus, uh, just a little slightly higher for the S&P. And, you know, where this really shines is, um, the S&P's worst loss, uh, I'm sorry, the B top 50's worst loss, which is 22 and a half 
and the S and P's fifty fifty two and a half. Um, and you know, so not only do you get better absolute returns, um, you know, higher comp- compound annual return over time, but you get a better gain uh, to pain ratio. You know, the return to vol for the, for the BTOP fifty is 0.71, S and P's 0.54, and the return to the worst loss is 0.46 for the BTOP fifty and 0.15 for the S&P. And remember, the S&P, I took the best one, generally over time, because America has been great, you know, stocks have been great, economy has been great, so the performance has been really good. Um, we don't have, if this was, if we were in a drawdown period now for the S&P, the, I believe that these numbers would look much, much better in, in, you know, in selling the, um, the BTOP 50 and the trend following approach. Um, so, you know, um, and I think what's, what's also a good chart underneath these is, is the, is the drawdown, you know, comparing the drawdowns is calculated every month, um, from 1987. And, you know, you just get a feel for, oh, how deep, S&P drawdowns are and how long sometimes it takes them to come back and and remember this is not this doesn't include the worst drawdowns in it for the S&P so you know uh, those guys should be thanking me that I didn't include that data you know I didn't include it because um, I didn't want to compare it to a hypothetical track record and hypothetical index um, I just used you know as much data as I could um, to get some real trend following records in there. Sure, I could pick up, pick out, you know, one manager here or there, and, but, you know, uh, I'm not sure if that would be as, um, you know, people, people would, uh, you know, scold me for cherry picking and things like that. So I won't do that. Um, so I'll just use the index of, uh, of a bunch of managers since it does have survivor bias in it, you know, since, you know, some firms that didn't get big or, you know, dropped out, you know, they're no longer included, but you know, the S and P has survivorship, survivorship bias too. And that it kicks out, you know, the, the market cap companies, uh, under 500. Um, so yeah, they both have biases. That's, that's the point of, I think of a system is to, you know, um, you know, cut those losses and, and don't track them anymore. But anyway, um, you know, I, so I think, you know, what we're seeing now is we're, we're seeing the B top 50, um, in its worst drawdown right now. And since 87, it's, it's been its, you know, yeah, deepest and I think the longest in it. And you can get a feel for that on the chart. Um, uh, there's a lot of space between, you know, the current, you know, uh, the current level and going you know, getting back to the surface, if you will, you could see a, you could see a nice gap there. Um, still nowhere near the the severity of the S and P's, but you get the idea. Take a look at that chart um, to get more of a feel. And uh, you know, I think I think now is like you know a pretty good time you know to look at these things um to look at you know trend following investments um you know a lot of people call them managed futures you know it might just be you know a good idea to get yourself 
acclimated, um, take a look at some managers, take a look at, you know, some mutual funds, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, like all drawdowns, they don't last forever. You know, same goes for stocks, same goes for trend following, same goes for any other strategy out there. Um, they do have periods of, of good and bad and it's, um, you know, I think we lose that sometimes when we're, when we're, um, under the microscope, we put, you know, put performance under a microscope every day, week, month, and, uh, you know, very short-term lookbacks, and, you know, we're always demanding the world of these strategies, especially when we call them alternative to buy and hold, um, because we don't, we, yeah, we just think it's more complicated or this or that, so we hold them to a higher standard, um, but, you know, some of these things make sense, and it's really hard to argue with data. You know, I, I don't like to, you know, do too much, too much math here to, you know, skew numbers in my favor, what I'm trying to sell or what I believe or anything. I'm just trying to show, you know, straight up performance from now to then and um, try to keep it as even as, as I can. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, Feel free to reach out to, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of, you know, trend following managers out there now talking and, you know, doing podcasts and, um, you know, writing on, on Twitter and stuff and, uh, you know, reach out to them. You can reach out to me if you want, um, you know, ask us questions. We're trying to, you know, trying to get out there and trying to, you know, show the world what we have, you know, not be limited in our little weird alternative corner of the, investment world, you know, we, we, I think, I don't know if I want to speak for everybody, uh, speak for them, but I, I feel like the diversified trend following, you know, the, what, which is not just investing in stocks, but, you know, bonds, futures, commodities, and whatever else that's liquid out there, um, you know, not just being long, um, you know, sometimes not investing at all, going and taking shorts as well, um, we're trying to create a new standard, you know, create a new index, create a new, you know, uh, thing that you can buy and hold that's better, you know, don't, don't buy and hold the, the stocks only, you know, and only be long type thing, um, that surely we could do better than that, uh, that's a simple one, there's a lot of people out there who don't want to try to do anything better than that, they just rather copy and, you know, lower their fees and, you know, do whatever else, but, but look pretty similar to that, you know, um, there's, there are people out there that are, you know, doing better than it over time, you know, again, they don't outperform every day, every week, and, you know, in it, in every case, every, like, five to ten years, you know, but over long periods of time, you know, uh, ten, twenty, thirty plus years, um, these things, you know, the, the cream rises to the top, um, in the end, and I feel that, uh, you know, Trent Fallon is going to do its thing again, and we're going to win, and, uh, we're going to say, I told you so, but, uh, hopefully we get, you know, some investors to, you know, take a look in these poor times, and I feel like that's, you know, part of my job is to, you know, educate, especially in the crappy times, because they just won't last, um, as well as the good times won't last, um, but now I feel it's an opportunity to take a look, and if it's appropriate for you, um, you know, take it further with however you like. 
So I think that's all I have today. Uh, I will talk to you guys next time.